Welcome to this episode of Women to Women podcast series. Our guest today is Shinu Kachro. She serves as the Chief Executive Officer of Optum Life Sciences. Shinu leads many cross-functional teams that work across the healthcare ecosystem to help life sciences companies generate real-world evidence that can accelerate innovation and support the complex decisions that help get the right treatments to the right patients at the right time. She has also been instrumental in building teams to create novel collaboration opportunities among payers, providers and life science companies to address specific healthcare across delivery challenges. Hi, Shinu. Welcome to Woman to Woman podcast. Divya, so awesome to be here with you. Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. So for our guests, if you can just tell them uh, what you do today and where you are. Absolutely. So I have the privilege of serving as CEO for Optum Life Sciences. It is a division within Optum, which is part of United Health Group, very much focused on uh, working with life sciences companies. So think big pharma, um, as well as mid and uh, emerging, really focused on helping them with evidence and evidence generation with regard to the therapeutics that they are looking to bring to market or they have in market. And so this team is composed of individuals that have a science, uh, scientific consulting background, data and analytics. And so um, it's it's a range of individuals uh, that make up this team. So uh, very excited continue. I think I've been in this role now for about three and a half years. And every day is a, I learn something new. So it's been a lot of fun. It's a very niche place, right? And a job not a lot of people think of at a high school level. Like you don't think you're going to do something like this. What was your plan at high school? What did you want to be? So it's interesting you ask. Um, I'm actually going through right now, I have a rising senior. So I'm living this um, experience all over again. It's kind of forcing me to think through what was I doing at that time? What was I thinking? And so when I think back to high school, uh, there was a lot of, I would say, positive pressure on me to go into medicine. Uh, My mother is uh, a internal medicine doctor here uh, in the D.C. area, and I look up to her so much in terms of the care she has for her patients and the impact she can have. So um, there was a lot of good societal pressure of like, she knew you could be like your mom. Um, but I actually, my plans were different. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer and really thought of myself as going into family law in particular. But things changed in college. Uh, I had an opportunity to uh, actually intern in uh, legal offices in the Philadelphia region and realized, you know what, like not quite for me. Uh, maybe business is more where I am uh, gear to with regard to making an impact. Were there people who really shaped you who you are today? Absolutely. I think, as I mentioned, um, the first person that I would call out is actually my grandmother. Um, so my father's mother, she never had the educational opportunities that we are, many of us are now afforded. And she yet, you know, she was a very strong woman. She was what you would describe the matriarch of the family. So She very much led the family and led the family through some really tough times. Like they were literally um, very focused on like just survival. Uh, They uh, originally were from Kashmir. So very the tippy top of India and had migrated to New Delhi and literally maybe had one rupee, like very few rupees. And, you know, through uh, just being with her, it was amazing to see how 
given all that she had come through, how big hearted she was and compassionate and very much focused on um, equity, even without her having the opportunities, um, her level of compassion was amazing and what she was able to get done. I mean, we have very accomplished people in our family from degrees and roles that they've taken on to do. But I just think back to her. She was probably one of my first where I was like, wow, that's what leadership looks like. So um, she's definitely somebody who I continue to think through. And then, as I mentioned with you, I'm lucky to have my mother as well as I think there's a lot of people in my broader business community that have been awesome role models for me. So once you passed out college, right, you had a degree in hand, um, you kind of had a few ideas on where you wanted to go. How did things pan out? So for me, from a very early age, I very much focused on culture um, of organizations. And so, for example, my first step in making the big decision, which my daughter is going to have to take around college is, I was very focused on like, what is the values of the organization in that instance was college. And so um, really going from college and then my first job, I've always really been focused on the mission and what is the mission statement and how do how does that organization live its values, which then, of course, is the definition of culture. And um, for me, I know early on as I you know left high school, went to college, started my first job, I realized very early on that mission is going to be critical. And I think that is what's really driven me to healthcare. I think that there's so much opportunity for us to be better in the way that care is delivered and the way that care is consumed. It's just, I think we all have stories of where it didn't go well, but there are of course stories of where it did go well. And so number one, I think is mission for me. Um, and secondly, it's having as part of that culture, an environment where individuals are highly motivated to learn and be better. Um, and so all the way through, I think those are the two th like threads that you will find in basically all organizations that I, that I'm a part of is I will always ask myself like, Hey, what's the mission? Like, what is, you know, you know, is it something that resonates with me? And number two, like, what's, what are the people like? Are they um, equally curious? Are they equally driven to make an impact? So those are kind of the through lines that I think of. I think they, those are the ones that resonate for me. And were there certain skill sets or jobs, even as an intern that you did, that really helped you understand what was needed for you to be successful in your career? And what would you recommend for our listeners? Number one, again, going back to college, way back, I went to a small liberal arts college and having a liberal arts education means that you are forced to be well-rounded, or at least I was forced to be well-rounded. So uh, the college I went to, there was like a, you needed to have a certain level of competency in math. You needed to have a certain level of competency in English writing. Um, so I think for me, it's been really helpful that I have had from an education standpoint, I didn't close myself out to any topic. I kept myself very open. So I never said, I'm not a math person. I'm not a science person. And I think that's been really helpful because oftentimes we start to peg ourselves in these things and then it becomes our destiny. And so um, I think that that would be one thing that I would just ask. And I try to 
do with my daughter is like, don't peg yourself to a certain identity. Try to stay really open. Um, and number two, don't allow others to do that. And I can give you an example. In um, high school, I remember I, I was taking calculus and I wasn't doing so great. Like it was hard for me. And I remember going to my um, college guidance or my guidance counselor and being like, hey, I you know what advice might you have? Are there tutors? And she was trying very hard to be nice, but she just looked at me. She's like, no, she, you know, you were doing well in like English and some of these other areas. Sometimes math is just not for girls. And I remember being like, what? Like, I, I think, you know, I consider myself like generally very obedient child, but my brain just lit up being like, what the, what are you talking about? And that really like enraged me. I, I was very respectful in the meeting, but like leaving it, I thought really true. Um, I'm actually just struggling with this. It's not a all of math. It's just in this situation. Um, but I think that was one of my first lessons of what I'm talking about, which was, you know, you can't predefine yourself and you shouldn't allow others to predefine you as well. And so I would say that that is one of the things that I've tried to really keep with me over the years is number one, staying really open to opportunities and never thinking I'm not good at this, but also not going the opposite and saying, I'm really good at this. It's kind of keeping myself in a very open mode of learning is how I would say, Divya. Did you ever seek mentors along the way or did it happen organically? Like how did that relationship work? Yeah, this is a really interesting topic because I feel like there's a lot of advice out there about mentor, get a mentor and get this. I absolutely sought out a mem mentors, but I don't think that there's a, there's not actually a, a perfect guidebook on this. And so, you know, guidebook in that do step one, and then you get to step two. Um, what I would say is I do have, I think originally I had an awesome mentor, but what I quickly realized is like, there's no such thing as a mentor. There should be a number of individuals that you go to, to get their advice. And in life, I think I somehow, especially as a young professional thought, like if I got this perfect one, then I'm like golden. Or maybe if I got a perfect two or three, like, oh, then check, check, check. And what I came to realize is like, no, you will go through a series of individuals that will come into your life and you you will learn from them but the other thing is you also have to be really thoughtful of what they can potentially learn from you as well and and in that way it's almost a definition of a friendship right yeah. and so across time um i have really tried to be thoughtful of making connections with different individuals the other lesson i learned is that again to the point of like there's no perfect person, oftentimes it's really helpful to have individuals that are different than you as mentors. And so I would say some of my best mentors have been people who were not like me, like not, you know, not female, not a person of color, you know, somebody who's just very different. And uh, what I experience is like, I got some of the greatest learning from them but they've also were such great supporters of me as well. And so I think that's another kind of lesson, which I had wish I had known as a 
younger person is like, there's a lot of people around you. Don't be so specific about like what the perfect individual is. Be really open to who do you think you can strike up a good relationship with? What can you learn from them? And frankly, what they can gain from you as well. So true. We hear a lot about personal board of directors these days where you can have multiple people who help you in different aspects. So yes. one person knows everything, right? Yeah. And also your mentors, um, at least for me, obviously I've been working for now several decades. Oftentimes your mentors just become your friends because as, as you advance, you, you, you know, it's, it doesn't always have to be a uh, different power dynamic. You know, you get to just have the joys of just having the friendship. Absolutely. You also mentioned a very key word, making connections, which is really networking. What does that mean for you and how do you go about it? I am a natural extrovert. So I like, I really love engaging with individuals and people. But the truth of the matter is that um, I tend to be the kind of person where there's got to be a connection, where there's a point of engagement. And for me, usually it is more of a one-on-one where I will set up time one-on-one to really just talk through what, you know, what, what do they have top of mind? What do I have? Um, and that's my, been my approach to making connections is really trying to understand, um, usually with most people, there's something you can connect on, but working through that. And I, I, for, as I said, for me, I, I really appreciate authenticity on that. So don't try to be anybody who I'm not. I try to just be myself with them. And individually, like I try to seek out mentors who have the same style too. So back to your question about connections, I think one is just being really thoughtful about stylistically, who do you want? Who do you, who are you a good matchup with? And two, finding something that that you two may have in common, but that does take a little bit of more deeper learning and listening and um, staying open to the other individual. Looking back, if there was one mistake that you learned a lot from and it kind of really impacted your life, career for the better, what would that be? And how did that change? One of the things that I did early on that was like, that I didn't then do later on was uh, early on, I was asked to take on a sales role or more commercial role. Uh, Having been in more of the analyst role, strategic research, I was like, I don't know if I have sales is for me. Like that's not, I don't see myself as a salesperson. I probably should have been more open to that role early on. It's just that I think at that point, having worked a couple of years, I was like, no, this is not intellectually engaging for me, but like shame on me. Like I should have, you know, I think I learned after that, like stay open. If people see you in roles that you don't see yourself, there's no downside um, in taking those chances. And so, as I said, I, I like still think back to that conversation, how cringeworthy was I? And now so much of my role is, is sales and wow, I could have started much earlier professionally if I had just said yes, instead of being like, oh no, that's not me. Again, maybe taking my own advice that I now have, which is stay open and don't, you know, think of yourself in a certain way. Stay flexible uh, to to other people's opinions and, and what they may have, what 
you know, what they may see with, with regard to you early on. And that is so true. Like a lot of women, and we hear this all the time, right? We don't apply for jobs unless we are 100% qualified. We don't see the potential in ourselves and we don't apply for jobs where you have transferable skills from what you're doing. We don't see that. And sometimes others see that. Yeah. Are there certain things that we do like this, you know, where we don't have an open mind and approach things um, and take a little bit of risk in terms of where we think we're not that great, but at least there is an opportunity to learn. Are there things that women can do so that they can gain more from their careers? Yeah, I, I mean, I wish that what you just described in terms of women hold back, you know, we don't go for things. Um, I wish it was a thing of the past. It's very real. Like I see it even now where I think, gosh, like, why are you saying, you know, asking me my opinion of, do you have a chance at it? Like, you shouldn't say, do you have a chance at it? Apply. And then you'll figure out, do you have a chance? And so um, I think it's just staying more open to both successes, but also being okay with failing. You know, I think, again, going back to my role as a mom, there's a lot of push in society with girls to like, do this, don't do this. And maybe it's not girls. I also have a son as well. Like, it is a kind of a push to perfectionism. Like you take this step and then after the step, it's this next step. And it's like this ladder, like, you know, we talk about the corporate ladder, but I think this ladder actually starts way younger. It's like you go from kindergarten, you graduate to elementary school, like at every step, there's a ladder. I think we just need to be more open. Like, you know what, maybe you try to get that next rung on the ladder and you slip or, and it takes you down a few rungs. It's okay. Things will be okay not advocating um, miss, missing your kindergarten graduation. But like in most professional things, risks are going to be okay with some thoughts. So that's probably what I would say is uh, taking more risks and being comfortable with rejection as well. Talking of kids, how did you manage career, work, family, especially when kids were younger? Any advice for our listeners? Yeah, I, um, I, I, Somebody just actually literally asked me that two hours ago. They said, she knew, how do you do it? Because I have newly married, I have a dog and I cannot seem to like figure this out. I think number one for me, which really has been incredibly helpful is a support system. So obviously I've had, I've been very lucky that we've had good daycares, good childcare providers, but I also have a set of family and friends who are my backups when things don't go perfectly. Um, so that has been super helpful. And frankly, why I live in the area I live is because I'm more easily accessible to that network. So now could it potentially have made me miss out on certain job opportunities? Yeah, but I have made that decision for myself is that in order for me to do what I do, I needed to have this both formal support, but also the informal support. Uh, of friends and family in a community. So I strongly advocate for that. Additionally, I think um, my mother and I have had a handshake agreement. I saw how I was raised, which was in the similar sort of format, which is you got to have your dedicated child care providers, but you also have to have a set of family and friends you can lean on. So I early on, I said, mom, I see how this is done. Are you going to do the same for me? 
And, um, you know, I'm truly blessed she has done the same for me. So I suspect now that my daughter will say the exact same thing. So some of it is just paying it forward as well. So which I'm more than happy to do. Awesome. Now you can get ready. On a personal note, what brings you joy? My children obviously bring me a ton of joy. Um, Like right now it's summertime. And so I get a lot more time with them. And it's awesome to see how they think, um, both because, you know, they're my children, but also it's awesome to see what, how children see the world and what they, you know, their optimism for what can be improved. So it's definitely a place of delight, even when I'm stepping on the Lego in the middle of the night or saying, please, please clean your room. I don't know what's smelling. Um, it's been awesome. They are certainly a point of delight. And as I said, I think The other thing that does bring me delight is I feel incredibly proud of the people I work with and the impact that they have. That does definitely give me delight and fills my bucket of feeling like the work that I do every single day matters. So I feel very privileged. And then last but certainly not least is obviously my family, my husband, my um, extended uh, group of friends. Like it's been it's awesome to just hang out and spend time with them as well. Well, you know, time flies. <laughs> I can't believe we're already at the end of this. Uh, but any final closing comments and any advice uh, for our listeners? Yeah, no, Divya, thank you so much again for this opportunity. It's been awesome. I guess my final advice, this it, it kind of popped up in a few different places, but I do want to echo this, which is it's not easy to be a working person have responsibilities, whether it's multiple pets, multiple care, you know, being a care provider to parents, children, you know, there's a lot of focus on like, oh, you can have it all. I mean, I feel very lucky that I have many awesome things in my life, but I will tell you that like behind this, there's a lot of things where I slip and there's failure. And I think what I would just really push people is on is just encourage them to say, it's okay, just get back up and really having grit and resilience, it goes a long way. And so sometimes the things we may be struggling with, we may not get it right. But what I would say is like every little bit counts. And so just take the next step, whatever that next step might be, and be okay with it and give yourself grace and, you know, failing, but also celebrate the heck out of it if you are succeeding in whatever you choose for that to be. And um, that's what I would end with. Thank you so much for your time. It was such a pleasure. Thank you, Sheena. Thanks so much, Divya. Take care.